Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Perry. And this is our podcast, P.S. We, we have, have orders. orders. Good morning, Perry. How are you? I am well. Um, I'm a little warm. How are you? Warm? As in, like, temperature warm? Yeah, I decided to have tea instead of wine, um, and it's a little bit too hot because even though it is um, October here, um, where I live, it just stays hot for too long, so it's like 84 degrees outside. So my body is telling me sweater weather. The weather (laughs) is telling me it's still summer. Jeez. So having some problems with that. I get that. Uh, Yeah, although it is the point where like I can open my windows at night. Which is fun, except for the fact Will's gone. So there's like a part of me that's like, I'm gonna get murdered. Um, <laughs> the but you know, other than that. Fear. Yeah. But speaking of um, husbands, how was your week off with your hubby for his birthday? Really, really nice. Um, this is actually the first time we've ever taken like a full week off together because we normally do like here. Yeah, we normally take like here mm-hmm. and there days. Right. And this time. I pretty much told him, like, what do you want to do? It's, it's you know, big 3-0. We should do something. And you know how he is. He fights any form of attention. Like, right now, he's mm-hmm. going to fight this attention right now. Well, we won't tell him about it until it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> and we we both decided that we're just both going to take a full week off because we both had the time. I had the PTO. He had the leave. And mm-hmm. it's really nice because he was able to watch some of the football games he's wanted to watch. And we ended up taking some time off to go up to the military resort they have here we just stayed at the, like, the, they have these brand new cabins that they just put in, like, this last summer. So mm-hmm. it's really cute. It was literally, like, a one-bedroom small little cabin. Like, it's perfect for us because we don't have any kids. We didn't bring our pets. Yeah. It was nice because, like, they're, like, cabins. Like, legit yeah. wood and, like, the top of the house. It rained every night we were there, which was okay because it put me to sleep because it sounded like you were sleeping in a car because of the tin the dream yeah it was so peaceful it was so so peaceful and like the water here is so clear Mm -hmm. that like you'll know if something's gonna swim up and eat you (laughs) it's real comforting and i would probably put it on the same level of like how croatia had really really clear water Mm -hmm. yeah it was really nice and like the day that we chose to make it like our beach day i pretty much just sat out and like i've Played around in the water for a little bit, came back in and fell asleep on the beach, which is the peak point of my day. If I can spend a full day on the beach and fall asleep on the beach at one point, I've hit all my goals. I'm a little crispy. Yeah. Because I make <laughs> poor life decisions. Yeah. Uh-oh. Well, the funny thing is that I got that cover-up done on my leg, and you're supposed to, yes. you know, use high SPF mm-hmm. on tattoos because then they don't fade or get sun damage. So I was mm-hmm. a good person and put like 100 SPF on that tattoo. And I didn't do that for the rest of my life. So there's like a line between burnt and white. Yes. <laughs> hey, at least you know it works. Oh, it worked like a champ. Because that, yeah. that part of my leg don't hurt. And the rest of me is just like, you a little crispy. Yeah. And Ooh, I'm speaking of crispy. This is a good segue. All right. Into I'm the here dumb for dumb thing that I did today. What did you do? Okay. I like candles. Yeah. You like candles, right? I love candles. I love candles. Okay. Do you also like getting your nails done? Of course I do. I do too. So I have- You have so much in common. Like, we should start a podcast. 
<laughs> We're already there, I think, maybe. Who knows? Some days is debatable. <laughs> so I don't have acrylic nails, but I have like the dip. So it's like oh, powder. Oh, you the powder dip. Goo, I love the powder dip. Powder goo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So today I was at work, working, slaying, girl boss, blah, 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 right? And then I was like, mm, I'm going to light a candle. So the candle that I wanted to light was like a like a big roundy boy, like a dessert plate size thing Jesus. with the three wicks, okay? Oh, okay. I don't know what you're talking about. But I had burned most of it. I was like, this is the last day of the candle. So you can't like really get a thumb on the lighter. You have to put like your, your index finger mm-hmm. on the lighter. And so I was lighting it. And then... I like touched my finger to one of the other wicks. I was like, ah, and it burnt me. And so I like dropped it really quick. And I was like, ah, okay. But then like, I didn't look at it. And I went back to work. I was like, why is my finger still burning? Like, it feels like I'm still touching the flame. Was your finger on fire? My finger was on fire. I looked what? Shannon, I don't know if you can see it. It is burnt on the top. It looks like a little mat. <gasps> it's crooked now. Do you see that? I do see that. Oh my god. Do you see Perry. that? Yes. Um, I look like I looked like Hades from Hercules. I was like <laughs> fire coming out of his fingers. <laughs> it was a lot. I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> um probably put out the fire. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like not because it was on fire though, like the very tip of my finger is burnt now. So life is pain. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the joy of like candles too cuz like um yet again, a friend of the podcast, Taylor. She mm-hmm. did me a huge favor and did a massive Bath and Body Works haul for me. Oh, very nice. Like huge. And mm-hmm. it was really nice cuz she was like, "Yeah, just literally screenshot everything you want." And I did exactly that cuz I love my Bath and Body Works and I love my seasonal stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a really big sucker. She actually got me the um one of the big seasonal ones that they had this year that I originally ordered back in August, but they ended up dropping it from my order because supposedly it sold out. Mm, but yet she found it in person, but whatever. Yeah, okay. It's a big old um, bat, like, candle holder. Yes. You know what oh I'm talking God. about? Yes. With, like, the glitter yes, wings? Yes, I do know. <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you're talking oh, about. I was, I was so excited. It made it all in one piece, and I was like... <sighs> we love that. Look how beautiful she is. And I put her, like, I put it up, up. I'm like, and it's heavy too. So I'm like, I don't think it's going to be thrown from a bookshelf or at least knock on wood. Because now I bet you Winery heard that and she'd be like, challenge accepted. Speaking of our trip, a very, very good friend of ours who always watches, always watches my, my minions. Mm -hmm. I always ask her like, oh, how they do? Like has, you know, when you're trying to burn down the house yet? Because, you know, the normal she, because she's like that. And Mm -hmm. she goes, yeah, she's doing great. And then the last day or like the second to last day, I get a message going, she was naughty. Oh no! And I'm like, what did she do? And she sends me a picture of the heart heartworm or heart guard. Yeah, chewed through the top of the box. Oh no! Ate one, just one. So at least she she took her one. Okay. But you could see that she nibbled around the plastic to get to the treat. <laughs> she's not stupid. No, no. For she's some a very weird smart reason, lady. ever since she was a baby, she treats it like like as if it's a treat. Oh, so I know. Perry. Yes. Do you have any housekeeping you want to go over? I do. Um, this is a uh, trigger warning sexual assault. Here we go. So based on our episode that we put out two weeks ago, um, I said that there are some states that it's still legal to rape your wife. Although then I looked it up because I wasn't super sure. 
So federally, it became illegal in 1993. So again, not even 30 years ago. But there are like 12 or 13 states that have pretty huge loopholes. And those are Connecticut. Shannon, what do you have to say for all of your people? Do better. (laughs) Yes. Idaho, Iowa, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi. Not surprised. Ohio, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, South Carolina, and Virginia all have different kind of loopholes, but some of them, for example, are, you know, you have to make a police report within 30 days and you have to be able to prove physical violence. And some of them are, it's only rape if you guys don't live together. So if you and your husband are separated. separated and then they come to your house and rape you, then that's rape. But otherwise, if you can't, I don't know, afford to leave and you have to cohabitate, then it's totally fine. Um, Also, during the Trump administration, there were two states, I don't remember which one, Ohio was definitely one of them, that were looking to close those loopholes, essentially, and they did not get support from the administration, president, administration. Um, which is like a little upsetting. I mean, for I feel like for women's rights, this just puts a big, big, big red flag. And I don't yeah. really want to bring it down to that aspect because I have a whole lot of feelings about a whole lot of things, including mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And I think what we can do would that is within our power is teach the generation coming up that no mm-hmm. means no. Mm-hmm. And just do better. Yes, but a kitten update. Ooh, we like kittens. So I still, I think the last time I recorded, I had a lot of animals in the house. I think I had eight. I don't so know. So now I only had, I only have six. So my friend's dog left to go back to my friend's dog's house. Yeah. Uh, and then the blind one went home with its new mom. So I just have the three kittens. Two of them got adopted already, and then the other one, I don't know why, she's an all-black, long-haired cat, and her face looks a little, like, disproportional, and I love her, and her name is Goblin, and so she has not been adopted as of the time of this recording. Oh my god, I just, yet again, if we were stateside, I'd probably just walk by and be like, and scoop. (laughs) She loves to be scooped. She hangs out in my lap, like, all day. Oh, baby. 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 (sighs) Do you have any housekeeping? I have two different things I want to touch on. One that's going to kind of follow from what Perry said. There's a new show on Netflix, which we all have. Most of us have Netflix. Yeah. It is the show Made. And I am about three-fourths done with the series. And it's very much a very, I find it to be a very good series touching on the domestic violence issue. Especially Mm -hmm. a lot of those we were kind of talking about where... Like, it's this weird part where it's like, is it even, like, there's at one point she even doubts if it was even domestic violence, even Mm -hmm. though if you look at the red flags, it was. Yeah. I don't want to give any spoilers, but if you're someone who enjoys shows that kind of touch on these topics without it feeling like it's being crammed down your throat of like, make decisions, it's like, it's a good emotional ride. Yeah. So on the same note as that, I did not write this down, but it's just something I watched on Hulu. So it's probably on some station. They have like a series. It's called like Untold Stories. And season one, episode one is I Was a Child Bride, 
which if you really want to be what? mad, that's a good one. There was one woman that was t- talking about her story. She was married very young and she tried to take her baby and leave and the shelters wouldn't accept her because it's only 18 plus. So she wasn't old enough to be in a shelter, but she was old enough to have gotten married at like 14. And have a child. And have a child. There was another one. Oh, this killed me. She was nine years old when she was raped by a deacon, I believe, in her church, a church elderly person. And all he had to do was prove paternity to the child. And she was, and he married her. And her parents were like, you have to marry him because you're a dirty whore. But yeah, so she got pregnant at nine. And she said she was pregnant for like 10 years. So from nine to 19, she just had baby after baby. And when she was 17, she had like six kids and was like, I want a divorce. I want to leave. And they're like, you're not old enough to get divorced. So she was like, I'm old enough to have six children and be married, but I'm not old enough to get divorced. And they said no. And this is why we need to update a lot of these laws mm-hmm. to a combat these issues or at least give yeah. women a chance to be free. Yeah. And this is why a lot of these things just make me angry and I'm trying to compose myself from <laughs> losing my last few marbles. Yes. Which yes. I we I apologize for our housekeeping not being so pricky happy like it normally is, but I figured, you know, hey, we're still in October, we're still allowed to talk about this stuff, and I, I hate sure. to say this, you should talk about this stuff outside of October. It shouldn't just be during domestic Domestic Violence Awareness Month. This should be mm-hmm. a topic that people should always be talking about. Granted, I know it's not an easy topic. It's not a likey, like a good likey co- topic to talk mm-hmm. about. But it's important to always be aware of these situations. Keep yourself safe. Keep other people yeah. safe. And just yeah. into the people that, I guess, think this is apparently okay. Just do better. Educate yourself. Yeah. Just do better. Just do better. I guess the next thing we'll just go right into is our MMR, which is way more nicer. Yes. <laughs> way more positive. <laughs> Absolutely. So, this yeah. is one I figured is perfect for Halloween. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite Halloween exclusive, so exclusive for this time of the year, mm-hmm. candy slash treat? Okay. It's super easy for me. Um, it's the Reese's Pumpkins. <laughs> which i understand are exactly the same thing as the reese's no, they're Christmas not. trees no they're not no okay There's more they're shaped them. differently they, they're they my taste favorite completely thing. different it's like i could kill myself eating those uh, i feel <laughs> like it's on the same equivalent of like when you buy dinosaur nuggies mm-hmm. compared to regular nuggets they're two mm-hmm. different things they taste completely different yeah they're just yeah. better Dino nuggets are better, plain and simple. I'm just going to say it. Just like how I feel, the white chocolate Reese pumpkins are cream of the crop. Oh, those are good. Is that your favorite? Yes. (laughs) So we have the favorite. I didn't really. I literally have two in the freezer right now (laughs) waiting for me for later. Dude, I should go. I really need to go grocery shopping. uh, Oh, we do too. At some point. I did. So since Will was gone, like, I just ate, like, a bunch of, like, vegetables. Yeah, you you just do your. You do, like, what my husband does. He takes everything out of the fridge and throws it into a pot and says, This is dinner. Yeah, exactly. But it's been really healthy. So I've been eating really well. Um, I lost four pounds this week from just not eating garbage. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Oh, second treat, which I know is going to be very controversial. 
might divide Are you guys like our candy audience. Corn? Oops. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> We've already gone. We've already went through two bags of it already in our house. Like John went and bought the mix bag. (laughs) Mix of what? It has the regular one, the chocolate one, and then it has little pumpkins. Chocolate ones? That's travesty. The chocolate everywhere. I love I see right here. I can already tell. It's gonna divide our audience. And I'm probably going to be the only one on my little island screaming, yay, candy As corn you season. should. Your little wrong island. The yeah. Isle of Wrong. <laughs> it's okay, though. My so. island is shaped like a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's shaped like a candy corn. That's okay. That's okay. Don't hate on me. I think it's delicious. <laughs> That's somebody's keeping them in business because it's not me. It's just, just, it's just, it tastes like cavities. It just tastes like cavities. That's it. It tastes delicious. No. No. <laughs> do you like peeps? I do when I was younger. Now they're just too much. Okay. I like okay. to now just I... like put them in the microwave and watch them expand. So I feel about candy corn as I feel about peeps. Like they're very fun to look at, but like yeah. I do not want them in my mouth because it hurts and it's unnecessary. I could not tell you the last time I bought peeps. Like... Now thinking about it, they'd actually probably be really delicious to roast over a fire and make them into s'mores. I want to just catch tiny ducks <laughs> on fire. No, you gotta do you gotta do the bunnies. Are they chickens? Or peeps chickens or are they ducks? Um, chicks. Baby little chicks, chicks <laughs> that people like okay. to put in the microwave and give them little toothpick swords <laughs> and fight as they expand. <laughs> This yeah, is just, really getting out of hand. <laughs> this is, we have really do- dived deep into a very dark corner of our podcast. So, um, yeah, everyone, yeah. Um, if you need a good smile, just look that stuff up on YouTube. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. So, you definitely yeah. should do that. Because this week, we're doing Shannon's favorite, uh, Listener and Ghost Stories Part 2. Yes. Yes, uh, this is our last week of spooky season, guys, so we get to move on. Which, by the way, time. despite whatever Perry says, we will still accept your stories, because we might just throw it into like a listener story later down the road. So if you still sure. have them, feel free to send them over to our Instagram at Podcast, or you can send them to us via Gmail, which is PSWeHaveOrdersPodcast at Gmail. Yes, definitely. So... DMs are always open, and so is our Gmail for stories. It could be spooky-related, non-spooky-related. If you want to just complain about housing issues, we're here for it. We'll listen. We we'll we'll read it yeah. and go, yeah, man, I concur. <laughs> Most of the time, yeah. we'll probably agree with you. Yeah, for sure. So, Perry, are you excited for these stories? I truthfully haven't read them yet, so I don't think I am, but it's fine. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready as much as I'm going to be ready. Okay. All right, then. So I will kick off the first one and we'll go from there. Okay. All All right. right. So I moved to a condo about three years ago now. It's a newer building built in 2001. We lived way down at the end of the hallway that could easily make one think of Alice in Wonderland or The Shining. Oh. Especially with the new carpet. Yikes. Mm. I lived with my boyfriend and we at the time had a roommate that we've known for years and years and he had two children that were five and three at the time, I think. They would spend a few days few days here. I always sent something out in, the, out in the shining hallway. It always felt like it was up by the ceiling or whatever it was. It never felt friendly. 
I had another friend who also said that she felt a not nice presence in the hallway. I, being a smart person, acknowledged the presence by every time I I did, I legitly told that thing to stay out of my house. And it did. For a while. Our condo had two floors. My boyfriend and I lived upstairs. The roommate, his kids, and the kitchen is downstairs in the basement level of the building. I started sensing a presence at the bottom of the stairs, and it was like always looking up at me. I could also see shapes sometimes, but if I turned on the lights, it would be gone. One night, I was super thirsty. The roommate was home. His kids were not there. I went down to get water, and I left all the lights off because it's LA, and the ambient light makes it never truly pitch black here. I went downstairs, and right as I reached the bottom bottom of the steps, I heard a child giggling. Thank you, horror movies, for being the creepiest thing ever. It obviously wasn't one of the children because they weren't here, and I went to say, if you want to play more, play more games, pl- plug in the Leapfrog learning pad, or something like that. Because it was a Leapfrog listening pad at 3am, deep in a box, without children presents giggling. Uh. It didn't make the noise again. I went back to bed with my water. Since the roommate moved out, I haven't felt a single thing since. Nothing uh, nothing watches me from the bottom of the stairs. There are no shadows. And there hasn't been anything in the hallway since since it came out into into our house. So whatever it was, or whatever it attached to him. Because I still feel it's at his new apartment. I hate that. I hate that more for the roommate. More than anything else. Like, I'm sorry you had a scary experience with ghost children playing with a leap pad. But the worst part is that it moved out with him. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that kind of goes back to what we touched on the last time we talked about this was that Sometimes spirits or energies will attach to people. Mm-hmm. Not places. Yeah. Ugh. So, Perry, you yeah. ready for story two? I'm ready for story two. Okay. This starts out really quick. This area of Montana is flat. Seriously. A tumbleweed passed us at a stoplight once, and I couldn't help but sing, rolling, 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 verse from Fifel Goes West. This is a highly visible area, and most places don't have many trees blocking your view. There was a common tale told by airmen on their patrols about a woman walking in very remote areas while wearing white, vanishing in plain sight. Well, a number of airmen were out patrolling as usual, when they saw a woman standing in the middle of nowhere at a field, somewhere civilians never are. The driver slows down. Passenger. Hey man, what are you doing? Driver. Seeing if she needs help. What is she doing out here? Passenger. Nah, man. Just keep going. Driver ignores him, stops the vehicle, and gets out. As soon as he shuts the door, he hears a soft click. The passenger had engaged the locks. The driver turns back and starts walking towards the woman, whose back was turned towards him. Ma'am? Ma'am, are you alright? Do you need help with something? At this point, he is now a few yards away from the truck and closer to the woman, but not enough to see much detail. It's at this point that the woman slowly turns. And then, with no warning, this creepy store mannequin impersonating wench rolls full force at him. Maybe she just wanted to talk to him about his car's extended warranty, but for some reason I doubt it. 
This dude decides the first guy probably had the right idea. Time to nope the fruit right out of there and hightail it back to the vehicle before she decides to start reading her vows. He sprints back to the driver's side and starts banging on the door frantically to be let in. At this point, my poor little prey brain would be wondering how close the demon-possessed 90-day fiancé was. I'm sure this man was thinking something similar. Or maybe just repeating some good four-letter mantras. The door finally opens. He hops in. Turns the key and immediately slams on the gas. They all survived. They looked in their back mirrors, trying to see her among the dust, but there was nobody there. When the men got back, they went to get all of their gear out so the next group could take the vehicle on their patrols, and that's when they noticed it. One lone handprint, right on their tailgate. So yeah, that's my husband's military-related cautionary ghost tale. I have plenty of my own, but I figured these were more relevant. I hope you ladies enjoyed them. And remember, no human, alive or dead, should be allowed to make you feel uncomfortable. Sage your house, lock your doors, and trust your gut. <laughs> I love that sage your house. Because girl, I do. Oh my gosh, that I can only imagine where, like how that that story probably circled among all of them a lot. All right. Let's kick off the next one. When I was about 16, maybe 17, I was walking down the road with two other friends. One of them, like myself, was a believer in supernatural and ghost things, aka like like spooky stuff a lot. And the third person was a believer, but believed all ghost or supernatural was of the devil and not to mess with it. Where we were walking was passing by an old graveyard that we've walked past plenty of times. As the three of us walked by the the main opening, all three of us must have saw the same thing. Some form of full-body, ghostly, white figure walking. So myself and my friend, who who loves this stuff, turned around and ran into the graveyard as a third person screaming, yelling to come back. Possibly in tears, since the stuff terrified them. As the two of us ran ran back looking around and saw nothing. Remind you, this is all in broad daylight, not at night. Seeing nothing around us, nothing in the graveyard. As the third person still standing at the opening, still crying and yelling for us to come back. As the two of us were standing there in the middle of the graveyard looking around, we both looked at each other. Remind you at this point, nothing has been said between us. Both of us at this point were rather upset that clearly nothing was in the graveyard with us and didn't see anything past walking past the opening. So at that point, we all turned around and started walking back home. <laughs> like there was a disappointment? Was there the was serious. I think there was some serious disappointment. You know, you see something walking by, you want to see what it is, and then there's nothing there. You probably, like, scared the ghost. Like, imagine just being a ghost haunting around, and then you just get charged by two crazy people. I would, I mean, as a ghost, I'd be like, this is wrong, and I'm leaving now. (laughs) All right, we got story number four. After my divorce, I bought a small house in the woods where I lived with my cats. It was a relief to finally live on my own, and while my house was very small, it was a mine, and it felt nice. This house was so small that it was layered in threes. The top floor was a bathroom, my bedroom, and the guest bedroom. The second floor was the living room and kitchen, and the bottom floor was storage slash utility room slash mudroom. It was fall, going into winter, and my house was still a mess, as I was still unpacking and trying to piece together my half of the estate. 
As there were lots of boxes and three cats to enjoy them, I never thought anything of all the sounds during the nights, the falling of boxes, and I cracked up misplaced items to all the chaos. After a particularly productive weekend, I was finally able to put away most of my items and recycle all my boxes. I finally felt at home, and I spent the tired evening on my new couch watching TV with my three cats around me. I was watching my shows and thinking about where to find some furniture to complete the last empty room, the guest bedroom. I almost didn't hear the stairs at first. I had become so used to the noises of moving, but when I finally realized in the lull of the TV that all my cats were around me, I looked towards the stairs. There sat a figure of a little girl. I work with children, so I made a good guess that she was between five and seven. But this was not a happy presence. This was not a happy little girl. To my horror, she got up and walked down the stairs with her eyes on me the whole time. She crossed the kitchen to stand right next to me. I wanted to look away, to pretend that I didn't see her, but it was too late. And I just kept staring. I could feel her hostility. She stayed there for what felt like an hour before she turned and slowly crept back up the stairs. The whole time, I continued to feel watched. She turned to the top of the staircase and disappeared into the guest bedroom. The next day, after a sleepless night on the couch, I made up my mind that I was not going to be bullied in my own home. I purchased the remaining items I needed for the guest room and I set it up. I didn't set it up the way I liked it though. I bought a white bed frame with a purple quilt and some purple and white throw pillows. I hung lacy curtains with roses. I also had some teddy bears and ballerina statuettes to the room. I did all of this in hopes that if the little girl's spirit did live there, that she would like this room I made for her and she wouldn't come downstairs anymore. That night, I sat on my couch and waited. Surely enough, a little figure caught my eye on the stairs. I looked right back at her and I said, I understand we live here together, but I made that room up special for you. You can have the whole room all to yourself, but the rest of the house is mine. Do you understand? After a few minutes, she got up, looked a little longer as if in hesitant protest, and went back to the guest room and closed the door. The following night, I was really hoping for these encounters to stop. I was so tired from the two nights with barely any sleep. But here she was again, creaking the stairs as she walked all the way down and stood next to me again. This time, the heaviness was somehow lighter. Do you like your room? No response. But one of my cats did hop off the couch and sit next to her. It's time for you to go to bed. She said nothing. She didn't move. Go to bed, I said emphatically. She finally turned and kind of bounced up the stairs. That was the very last time I ever saw her, but she has been here for nearly 15 years, and we live in peace. She stays in her room with the door closed nearly always, but when she gets lonely, I'll find the door open and one or more of my cats darting around the room and playing with something that apparently I will never see again. Okay, I actually have one more story that I wanted to add in here. In LA, I moved in with two girls for a year who I met through a job. We're still friends. We lived in a somewhat bougie apartment in Westwood, which is where UCLA is. It's basically an expensive college neighborhood. Our apartment definitely had a ghost in it, but we decided it was just a dog because it always sounded like when dogs wag their tails that it slaps the furniture. It didn't feel evil. It didn't even follow us. I just imagined it to be a little yellow lab who was just so happy that he kept hitting his tail on things. 
I like that. That was a good way to close it out. Such a cute little one. Aww. That's like, if, okay, if Murphy were to die tragically and haunt me, that is how he would haunt me. Because he has such a powerful tail, just thwap, thwap, thwap. So, that's like, that's what I would hear. Well, I could definitely kind of add on to that one. Um, Really interesting, because I've had many, many pets over the many, many years. And the way my mom's house is, there was always a window that my dog would always stick her head up in to Mm -hmm. watch whoever pulled into the driveway Mm -hmm. because it faced the driveway slash the road. And my mom has said, remind you, it's been how many years since Baby Girl has passed away at this point? I think it's been at least four or five years. So keep in mind, she's been deceased for for several years at this point. My mom has said, I actually think within the last couple months, she said she pulled, as she was pulling into the driveway, she saw her face in the window. Aww. She was just visiting. Yep. Bless her little heart. But she says, she says randomly she'll feel her presence. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I want to get haunted by all my animals. We've had, we've had several where like. I think it was when she put down her boxer, which was the old man of the house. That's mm-hmm. at least what my mom used to call him, the old man of the house. Because in the divorce, it was my mom, her big old boxer, myself, and my brother. And when he got put down, he was a 14-year-old boxer. So he was going blind. Yeah. He, was, he was an old, old man. Yeah. And I think it was him that she said as she came through the door. I don't know if it was the same day or within the first week of him being gone. He like She had her hand down like she was walking in the house. And she felt someone kind of pop up and like, pet themselves on her hand and she like got a smell of them yeah Yeah. so yeah you know it kind of brings me a little bit of peace yeah when you can kind of like get the little random i don't know encounters lack of better words yeah i think um so nini who is tina i got her when we were in germany it was her and tubs sweet sister sweet teeny nini panini she definitely, I don't know, she, I think, haunted my new girl cat that I got to, um, but like, I got her probably a month after Tina passed yeah, away. Yeah, you got her relatively quick. Cool, because Tubbs was miserable. Like, Tubbs was just super yeah. lonely, and he wouldn't stop looking for her, and it was really sad. So I got her for Tubbs, but, like, she would do these things that Tina would do, and I'm going to post a picture, because I have a picture it was one of Tina's last days where she's laying on my lap while I'm just reclining in the chair and she's being really cute. So I took a picture of it. Yeah. And then like a month or two, probably two months later, like I have the picture of Rue doing literally the exact same, the same thing. thing. Yeah. Wow. And it's like, I feel like Tina gave you notes. Like she just left oh, you like- notes. She was like, hey. This is your human now. You have to take care of her. She loves it when you she's do a, this. She's a wreck. Take care she's of her. She's a little bit of a disaster. Yeah. So and I think that might be why Rue was so neurotic now because she was just, you know, haunted as a kitten. But eh. Or she was just told what she had to do. Yeah. So I'll post Take care picture. of Tubbs and take care of you. It's a full-time job. I know. Tubbs takes care of her, though. It's very cute. He, like, cleans her and stuff. I'm happy because yeah. I know he was real angry about her in the beginning. Yes, which is funny because now that I have like so many foster kittens coming in and out and stuff, he's just kind of like accepted it. He's like, whatever, just don't bother me and don't take my food. Just <laughs> don't mess with my food and just don't jump on me. We're cool. Yeah, exactly. Well, so. all right then. Um, yeah, as as this comes to a close, 
I do want to remind people that depending on where you listen to the podcast, you can definitely leave us a review like Apple. We actually have a majority of our listeners over in Apple. Um, please, if you have the time, it does us a huge favor if you can go over and give us a review. Preferably a five out of five would just be real ducky. Um, when you do, leave us a comment and we'll read it gladly on the podcast. Yeah. So I also have the time, I wanted to add we have listeners in the United States, Japan, Belgium, Germany, Guam, Australia, Italy, Denmark, and Switzerland now. So hi guys. <laughs> hi. hi. <laughs> People from across the world, we love you. Yeah. Thank yes. you. So yeah, if you have the time, please drop us a review. It helps us out, helps out the algorithm, and helps the podcast get pushed a little bit further. So if you have the time, please do it. If you're listening somewhere that cannot leave a review, you can send us an email and let us know what we're doing. If we're doing something wrong, tell us. If we're doing something good, let us know. If you have ideas for future episodes, please let us know. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you guys all so much. And we will talk to you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to PS We Have Orders podcast. If you ever want to reach out to us, you most definitely can. You can find us over at Instagram at PS We Have Orders podcast. Also, we have a Gmail that is PS We Have Orders podcast at gmail.com. If you ever want to leave us a review, feedback, or even any ideas for future episodes, please let us know. If you're listening to us on an app that allows you to leave us a review, please do. It helps us out a lot. Thank you for listening again. Bye.